Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by a man who eats an old 96er every morning for breakfast. I, of course, am Usador, the wizard. Uh, Wizard of the Twelfth Realm of Ephesius, Master of Light and Shadow, Manipulator of Magical Delights, Devourer of Chaos, Champion of the Great Halls of Tarakas. The Elves know me as Fiangyolik. The Dwarves know me as Zogin Hustenges, and I am born in the Northeast as Gasmoinius Maystar. And of course, trust me when I say that there are other secret names, names of such power. Right to say them, the entire Earth could be destroyed. That didn't go with my introduction at no, all. No, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. That'll make sense at the end when I do my shameless plug, but uh, that's a little fun thing that uh, I've been listening to lately, so I wanted to introduce myself as Usador the Wizard. Okay, sounds good. Uh, friends, I call him Justin. Thank you. Thank you very much. We are 151. We're presented by Skeleton Vineyards. You can find out more about them on their website, skeletonwine.com. Or on their uh, Facebook page, which is at Skeleton Vineyards. Yep. We will be doing the wine show that is coming. Uh, just didn't work out this time around. So No, we just got to get our schedules all coordinated, which, yes. uh, judging by our long absence, has been difficult enough since the beginning of the year. Yes, so uh, SkeletonWine.com. Go there and uh, check out their awesome, awesome wine. As for us, we are 151, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all at 151 The Show, or you can uh, subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and YouTube channel. And of course, you can contact Usador the Wizard by speaking to a raven, telling it your deepest, darkest secret. Kill the raven, take out its heart, bury it deep beneath the earth, build a house over that, live in that house for 30 years, burn the house to the ground, and the smoke of that flame will reach Usador. You got weirder. I did. What happened? Uh, well, season three, I thought I'd, uh, tweak my, my character a little bit. <laughs> and do a reboot. I guess. I, 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 I thought you took notes of some sort. No, no, no. I was just, uh, I was just putting this stuff down because uh, it's, it, it gets a little thick. You know, I was going to, uh, you know, kind of lay out there some of the changes, yeah. we, you know, we've got for the show coming up this season. Right, right. And and meanwhile, I wrote down the pronunciation of Fiang Yolik. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Right. So, hey. Hi, we're back. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, 151, uh, as I said, presented by Skeleton Vineyards. Uh, we have uh, a new URL you can go check out as well, too. That's uh, the other new thing. 151. What's, what's, what's a URL? It's a website. Oh, okay. Why didn't you just say website? Well, because if it was a website, it would literally be 151theshow.com, like where you go and there's pictures of us and all that kind of stuff, but it's not. It's just a forwarding address. So it's a URL. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. Anyways. Go to uh, 151theshow.com. We are off to a stellar start. After it. six months. I love it. So, yeah, uh, the last time uh, you would have heard from us uh, was uh, Bag of Questions, Volume 4, uh, which was with our buddy Moose. That was back in November. And here we are uh, sometime in April. And it's still flipping cold. I know. It's like the day we're recording, we're probably going to be getting snow yes. at some point. I could pull up the uh, the radar, but... My headphones completely went out. Sorry. But they'll they'll take our word for it, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyways, we thought that uh, today on the show we'd be doing a little bit of uh, catch up work because in catch the t- up or catch up? 
Because in the time that uh, uh, it took us to get back in recording, let's see, Thor Ragnarok has come out. Justice League has come out. Uh, Discovery has wrapped up season one. The Orville wrapped up season one. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still a mess. Uh, Jessica Jones uh, season two is out. X-Files had another season. Which I completely gave up on that. Yeah, so did I. And you know why? No. Because they uh, did it the the whole dream sequence thing. Where it was all a dream and nothing that happened in the return. As soon as I saw that, I, I turned it off. Right. And I haven't watched it since. I'm just done with it. I'm not doing that. No, no. That's Be- a that's a tired trope. It was a tired trope a long time ago. Because the show that they can't... When they did that kind of return season, mm-hmm. the way it ended was a great ending. Yeah. That's the way that should have gone. That's the, that's the show they should have done. That's the show I wanted to see. Okay. Not, hey, it was all a dream and this is what... Hey, Mulder's fine. He's okay. Reset. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, other things that have come out, we found out that Doctor Who, the next uh, version, will officially be a woman. Yep. Jodie Whittaker. Um, Ready Player One has since hit. Uh, Last Jedi has come out. And we could probably keep going on and on and on. And we probably will for yeah. about 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. So I want to say that uh, a couple of the episodes coming up are going to dive deeper into uh, a couple of the bigger things that have come mm-hmm. out. Just that we, we haven't had time to talk about right. it. Right. Um, but, uh, I thought on today's show that we would kind of go through and do essentially kind of hot takes of stuff that came out that, you know, it's been out for a little bit, but we, we, we just haven't recorded hot takes or hot cakes. Cause I could really go for hot cakes right now. Yeah. I'm going to be like, this. this is my new character for season three. I'm You're jackass. trying my patience I really already. Am. I want to see how many are... times I want to see how many times I can get you to, to have to bleep yourself. By we are six minutes into this. And I want season three to be done. Right. So we may have an opening for a new co-host here pretty soon when yeah. he kills me. Yeah, that'd be awesome. On I, I will I will say this. I will do it with the Legend of Zelda sword. Right. Right. But, you know, it, camera one, camera two, camera three. I, I don't think we're going to have a hell of a lot of problem getting evidence of the trial. They'll never find your body. He killed me. Anyways, so where do you want to start? You want to start with the kind of the newest thing that's kind of the hottest thing out there right now? Ready Player One? Yeah. Sure. Because that's a movie we've both seen. Yep. Um, I just saw it the other night in an empty theater. I, I saw your video about that, that there was just nobody showed up? There, there was, no, there was there was nobody showed up. I was in uh, uh, Morris, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. I was out there for work. Um, I had to meet a guy the next morning. I had time. I'm like, oh, it's 530. I'm here in town and uh, grabbed a hotel room. And I'm like, oh, there's a movie theater two blocks away. They're showing Ready Player One at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Nobody else in the theater. I thought somebody came in, uh, and it was actually just uh, uh, one of the um, uh, the employees mm-hmm. had come in. They left again, so I'm in an entire empty theater. I get out of the theater after the movie's over. The whole thing is dark. Lobby's dark. Like all the lights oh, are really? shut down. Uh, it's completely deserted. I was the last guy in the theater. Uh, it was like a flipping zombie movie. That's uh, kind of awesome. You walk out you of the dark room and there's nobody there. So, yeah, the whole, this this one person left uh, was waiting on me to get out of the uh, the theater huh. and get out of the place so she, so she could close up and go home. See, I thought my theater was uh, pretty empty as well. I did go to a smaller theater that's not, you know, right. uh, you know, 
make you a part of the movie t- type movie theater. Right, and this was this was a, a small one too. I mean, it, this was also, you know, um, Wednesday. It was Wednesday or Thursday. It was yeah. a Wednesday night in in Morris, Illinois. So I, gotcha. I mean, um, there was there was only like six cars in the parking lot of the whole theater, and it was a ten screen theater. So nice. It wasn't just that movie. So let's start out there. Did you like it? I did. You know, it was. I won't say it was a completely unrecognizable movie from the book, mm-hmm. uh, but it was certainly different. Yeah. That's the thing I was thinking about, because I'm usually the guy that goes into this, and I'll be like, oh, the book was better. And I still think that, that the book uh, was was better when it comes down to, uh, you know, 80% of the way that it handled the, the quests. And yeah, the, the quest in the movie doesn't seem like a no. big of a deal. No. it It really doesn't. No. No. Um, and I think that, you know, uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie or haven't read the book, there are, yeah, there's going to be spoilers here, because uh, quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, I thought I was going to be the for season three. No, I'm all. I, they, yeah, but I've always been that way. I know. I don't care about talking about spoilers. And, I, and you know what? Before we go see Avengers, I will read the spoilers. I know you will. I will. I know you will. I will. Um, but anyways, getting back to Ready Player One, um, I thought it was a movie of missed opportunities. Like there, I, I I understand why they did the changes they did in the on the movie, right? Because it is hard to take uh, some of the quests they did in the book and make it exciting for, you know, moviegoers, right? Uh, going in and playing Joust against a Dungeons and Dragons uh, final boss, right? Probably not the greatest movie scene ever. Would I, I have liked know. to seen? Would I have liked to seen uh, more of the Dungeons and Dragons stuff and more of some of the you know kind of questy type stuff from the book? Absolutely, but I understand why they made the quests the way they did. Well, and and again, we're they have to go through and say, okay, how much of this do we have to adapt for a broader audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they they took the movie and made it a lot younger because don't get me uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, but the book is more seventies, eighties references. Oh, it's, it's hard eighties, right? hard hard eighties, uh, and I mean, yeah, even even early eighties stuff. I mean, the book honestly skews. See, I'm I'm thirty eight. I was born in nineteen eighty, and I would say the book skews to uh, even even a little little older than I am. You mm-hmm. know, like mid. 40, 43 to 47, you know, to yeah. really have been in the heart of all the references. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They took a movie that's probably late 70s or a book that's late 70s, 80s references and probably aged it by about, what, 10 years or so? Yeah. And made it more, more accessible. 90s and I mean, 2000s. Yeah, they, they, they hit it. They hit it. They, I mean, there are 80, 80s references they, in there, they, but... The, it's mostly '80s references, but it's it's the big it's big enough ones that even if you were born in the '90s and whatnot, yeah. that you're gonna get them. I mean, yeah. they took out the really obscure and just kind of hit the highlights. I uh, overall, like I said, I'm usually the guy that goes, "Oh, the book was better." If I hadn't have read the book, I would have really liked this movie. But I still liked it. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. I understood why they made the quest the way they did. Right. Uh, the stuff I missed out on, I missed out on Og being a bigger part of it. Right. I think that was a... Uh, that, a missed opportunity. A missed opportunity. I think uh, I wanted to see uh, Percival start at nothing. 
right. and work his way up. I right. wanted to see his asteroid, and I wanted to see his apartment, and I wanted right. to see him do all that stuff and earn the DeLorean and stuff. Right. Um, I didn't think they could make the love story any worse than the book, and they accomplished that. I think it was bad in a different way. I don't know that it was necessarily worse. I mean, I didn't care for the 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 you know sort of friend zone. I'm angry that you don't return my yeah. feelings that they did in the book. Uh, but no, I didn't particularly care for the way that they did it uh, in the movie either. I I just thought it was badly written. Right. It's a guy that you know was trying to set it up in. Uh, Halliday in the book, he didn't. There wasn't a whole lot of Star Trek stuff in there, was there? There was some, but enough to where his funeral was all Star Trek stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's straight out of the book. Was it? Yeah, I can't remember. Right, it's been a while since I've I've read it, but I'm just trying to think of other issues I had. I did like Artemis though. She, she kind of her her video game avatar is kind of hot well, in a porcupine sort of way. Well, I think the, the 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 one thing that you know changed uh, from from the book to the movie is you know in the book there her her birthmark was you know a way way bigger deal than yeah. what it was in the movie. It's like oh you have a small patch of nothing. You're still whatever that chick is super hot. Did you miss Olivia that they Cook. did you miss that they uh, they had them meet earlier on in the movie than they did in the book? Right. Right, yeah, because they didn't meet until they they uh, they went to Og's castle yeah. uh, in the book, and here it's like, oh, 30 minutes in. Yeah, that was the other one I wanted to see. World. I wanted to see Og's place. Right. And and to get the resources to get yeah. all those people together instead of like, oh, you're conveniently, we're talking about the whole world being in the Oasis, and you're all five, you know, conveniently within easy driving distance Yeah, of the each Cleveland other. and Detroit yeah. area. Um, I thought uh, H's part was kind of, I thought they missed out on some of the relationship stuff there. I think time. Yeah. And that was that was still a longer movie than I expected. It, it yeah, moved well. Hours. Yeah, it moved well, don't get me wrong. Uh, but it was long, yeah. I mean, I think they were limited there. I don't think the movie suffered because of it. It's funny, one of the uh, guys that follows our Facebook page, Chewy, mm-hmm. uh, he went and saw it a second time, and he said it lost all of its magic. Really? Yeah, it was something uh, I was looking on. Uh, we were talking about Did something. Did he rip somebody's arm off? <laughs> I've been wanting to make that chewy joke since i met him so you know. have you ever met chewy yeah i think once yeah big son of a bitch huge teddy bear of a human being walking carpet but goddamn, is that guy big yeah i met him uh when we went to uh valair oh to uh, meet jason Voorhees. Y- yes okay i remember that yep jason was a pretty big dude too yes not not a small man what if i have that picture somewhere well, if we do, we're going to edit. We're going to yeah, cut it's going to be it right, right now. now. Hopefully, I have the picture. Otherwise, it's me going. Uh, uh, uh. Anyways, that's for uh, the YouTube page. That's alone. the that's that's it, the kind of crack journalism you've come to expect off this podcast. If you're listening to us on Podbean, iTunes, or Stitcher, you're not getting this awesomeness because no. there's no picture. No, you just heard us going ah ah. Huh? Either way, it sucks for you. So, right. anyways, back to Ready Player One. I, I, you know what? I didn't hate it. I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was okay. Yeah, it was for taking a book, right, and putting it on the big screen, right. It was kind of everything I thought it would be, right. 
Well, the the good thing is that because uh, it did so well, there there are already plans now starting to adapt Armada, uh, which is his, was his next book, Ernest Cline's next book. So even if they don't remake The Last Starfighter, they're remaking The Last Starfighter by adapting Armada. There you go. Because that's if you haven't picked up, by I the haven't read Armada, so I don't. I don't know. Armada is is completely based off the framework of the classic movie. Uh, the Last Starfighter, where the government is training people for uh, military combat through the use of video games. In fact, they call it out in the movie that, hey, this is the plot from The Last Starfighter. And they're like, that's where they, we got the idea is from this. Huh. And that's so, the same guy, huh? Hang, same guy. Hung a lantern on it. Completely, you know, took the took the storyline. It's all right. Uh, it's a great uh, uh, It's a great soundtrack. Uh uh, Armada has a has a really good start. Uh, that was the other thing soundtrack. about Ready Player One. How do you not have as much Rush in that movie? Right. I mean, they Rush could, was a big part of that uh, couldn't, book. Couldn't, couldn't get the rights. I, it was in the trailer. True. There was one Rush poster on uh, Halliday's wall at the right, very end. Right, and they used uh, they they yeah they did use it in the trailer. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I I can't believe they didn't have. What was your what what scene did you hate the most? I I know we're kind of dragging out Ready Player One here, but the race, the race, the race. I hated the end, where they're in the truck. Oh, with the the chase scene and the yeah. chase and him trying to stick the key in the right. hole, but the truck is moving. Right, right. That was awful. Well, dramatic tension. You know, how many times have we seen that? I mean, I will I will say that. Uh, you know, I know Steven Spielberg, obviously, you know, having been like half the references in the book, yeah. uh, said he was going to take all the references to himself out as much as he could, which, you know, besides the DeLorean and whatnot. Uh, I, again, I, I think that that movie felt very much like an 80s movie. I mean, the, the scene at the end where everybody starts clapping, I mean, that's pure 80s movie. I mean, it felt like the Goonies at the end. It, it kind of almost ref it, it became what it was referencing. And I don't think that was accidental. I think that was deliberate and I'll give him credit for that. All right. It was well-made. All right. Uh, this is one five one. We're presented by skeleton vineyards. You can find out more about them on their website, skeletonwine.com or, uh, on Facebook at skeleton vineyards. As for us, uh, please subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher and YouTube channel. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr all at one five one, the show. Where do you want to go next? Uh, well, I wanted to let them know that they can contact me, of course, by whispering it into an acorn, burying it <sighs> in the ground, weeping into the ground to, Nourish that acorn into a tree and, is, and carving the message into the trunk of the tree. This this is the only time you're doing this, right? I don't know. Or do you have like eight pages of this stuff? You never for, know. Oh Usador the wizard is very mysterious. <laughs> uh, what are the... Because uh, uh, coming up here on a future show, we're going to do uh, Discovery and Orville, right? right. Are we going to mix those into one show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, mean, they're, they're, uh, they're kind of a direct comparison. I mean... Uh, Last Jedi. Yep. That's going to be its own show. I think so. And some other Star Wars stuff. Yep. Uh, so that kind of leaves us with some of the other things I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Let's uh, let's let's talk about Justice League. and, and uh, Oh, you want to go to Justice League? Yeah, we can throw Wonder Woman in there since we never actually talked about Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, God, Wonder Woman. I, 
Look, it, boring. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the cinematic masterpiece that everybody made it out to be, but it certainly wasn't a bad movie. I, you know, I was telling you before the before the show. We finally watched it, and a lot of these movies we finally watched simply because Steph, my wife, went out and bought the Blu-ray for right. You know, or something. Gonna open my slurm here. Okay. I was expecting more for some reason. Drink slurm. Thank you for the koozie, by the way. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um. Anyways, uh, Wonder Woman and uh, 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 Justice League. <sighs> I, I'm kind of tired of bagging on DC. It's just because it's not any fun anymore. It's they don't make good movies. They they're rushed. That's everything that DC has done feels rushed to me. Okay, is to try and catch up with Marvel and create this big cinematic universe, and we're kind of, eh. Counterpoint, um, Warner Brothers animated, mm-hmm. uh, DC animated, uh, the the Suicide Squad movie that came out a year ago. Uh, the live action? The, or? The, the animated one okay. was exceptional. Uh, they just had uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, uh, which is, I think, maybe the second R-rated uh, DC animated movie, hey. uh, in, including uh, some shocking nudity. Uh, really? Animated nudity, yeah. Uh, it was it was good. It was really good. No, there there we've had this talk before that right. the animated stuff they do is is right. by far heads and shoulders right. above Marvel or really anybody else. But their live action stuff, man. Oh no, it's it's subpar. Um, Wonder Woman again w- was good. Uh, it was it was it was a uh, logical. There's thirty minutes through. of her blocking bullets with her wristbands. Right, but and I'm sorry, but that gets old after a while. I I need something else, I, like a large orgy scene at the very beginning with, with Chris Pine in the middle of oceans of women. <laughs> you want to make a DC movie better? That's how you do it. Yeah. I'll watch Chris Pine in that situation. Right, right. And you know what? For the guys out there, they're like, oh, you're gay. You didn't do that. Okay. Oceans of women on top of Chris Pine. You wouldn't watch that. If I see a little peen, I can make that happen. It, it's fine. Little Captain Kirk. I, I will. <laughs> I will take that bullet just to see. Right. What's right, your name? Right. An Amazonian orgy uh, starring Gal Gadot and Robin Wright Penn. There just wouldn't be anything left of him. Right. He'd be uh, a bubble mat, bubble mass of post snoo snoo. <laughs> Death by snoo snoo. Um. Okay. So okay, you didn't like the slow mo bullet blocking. Okay, it's 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 Wonder Woman. Uh, still better than uh completely invalidating all of our main characters' powers until Superman shows up and eviscerating them as you know superheroes like Justice League did. Okay, the one thing I wanted to see in Justice League, uh, the fight between Superman and the Justice League, not bad. It's pretty cool, except for the, you know, no mustache or Uh, whatever. Um, You know what? Just, they should have just let him been resurrected with the beard uh, and and he can shave later. Uh, No, the thing I want to bring up is, you know, he he pummels everybody. Right. Right? He headbutts Wonder Woman to the core of the earth. Right. And then all he does to Batman after dropping one of the greatest lines that's ever been uttered in DC is you know coming back around to the yeah, do you the, bleed you will and then he just tosses him against a car that was his moment to destroy batman 
Do you do you bleed? I'm gonna get you back together with Jennifer Lopez. It's just derailed it. Just like I derailed you with a Benifer, uh Yeah, uh, that just hurts. Yeah, right? Um <laughs> Season three <laughs> I almost said there needs to be some kind of graphic when you do that. A little confetti pop. Like <laughs> that and we should... Season three, y'all. <laughs> What's the Rick and Morty song where he's uh shake that ass? It's at the end of season oh, one, I think. And um, anyways. Yeah. Uh back to uh Justice League. Uh, yeah, I did watch all three seasons of Rick and Morty. And I was supremely disappointed with their April Fool's thing. Oh, the Australian yeah. Rick and Morty. It just wasn't it wasn't no, good. I, I shut it off halfway through. I didn't even make it that far. Oh, it's I, terrible. Watch it for a little bit and then this is dumb. Mm-hmm. This is really this is a bad move. Nowhere near the the Szechuan sauce uh, no, sort of no, hijinks. No, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, you had a moment where you had Superman just dominating everybody, and he just takes Batman and just tosses him into a car. Yeah, I, I was supremely screw disappointed. you, Bruce. I wanted him to do the headbutt that he did to Wonder Woman, or and just smash Batman's skull. Yeah, <laughs> just caves it in. <laughs> just <laughs> credits. Yeah. Why can't I live in that world? And is it just me or is Batman, the more you see Ben Affleck, this Batman, the worse it gets? I think Ben Affleck makes a good Bruce Wayne. He makes a Batman. Because here's my thing. Batman was always kind of the guy that didn't want to be a part of the group, right? Right. At least in the animated stuff right. and, and the more no, recent yeah, stuff. No, he, he, no was, he was always a loner. He didn't want to be part of the group. And and he came up with plans to wipe out the rest of the right. Justice I mean, he's that dude. Right. He's that Yes. Now he's the guy that's like, oh, I failed him in life, and right, or uh, I failed him in death. I, I don't, I don't, I don't not not like you. Yeah, it's he's kind of awkward, right? Be, be my friend, be my friend, Clark. Seriously, I, it, I bought the bank. Am, am I wrong in this? No, no, it's it's very much, uh, um, it's it's very much the like season three animated Justice League where Batman's learned the value of friendship. Go super friends. It I just that's always the part that I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, the it's a complete mischaracterization of Batman. In the one place that they they've made everybody else darker. <laughs> they made him and somehow Bruce Wayne is friendly friendly Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Hey kid, I've never met. Uh, let me introduce you to me as my, you know, just walk into your place as Bruce Wayne, not knowing if you can be trusted, and tell you I'm rich. Should be fine. This would be great. Hey, my by the way, my first reaction within 30 seconds of meeting you is to throw a batarang and completely invalidate my secret identity. So the uh, world's greatest detective, bitches. So the part where they uh, are in the tunnel. My season three character swears a lot. Yeah, he yeah. does. I'm gonna have to be doing a lot of work. Sorry. No. All right. Awesome. Boo. <laughs> I have to make this. You know this, right? <laughs> Little confetti. Um, the, uh, no, when they're in the tube, I got to bring this up because it's something my wife said, and it was goddamn hysterical. The, uh, you know that, like, crawling thing he has that goes really slow up the wall? The the Lego Batman movie uh, thing that they imported into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. She goes, nice, he brings the slowest f- 
fucking vehicle on right. Earth. Right. <laughs> good, good observation, Steph. Oh, God, it was fun watching that movie with her. So, all that aside, okay. the battle with Steppenwolf at the end is terrible. That is the most generic villain, number okay. one. There's there's no there's no sense of stakes. There's no sense it's such a generic villain. Yeah. And again, you have Wonder Woman at the beginning using super speed and, you know, protecting twenty people and taking out uh we don't see any super particular super strength. We don't see any particular mm-hmm. super speed. Uh we see a whole bunch of people who are supposedly superheroes getting their asses handed to them until Superman shows up <coughs> to save the day. I mean, Wonder Woman is the one that, you know, Batman doesn't have kryptonite for. She's the one that if she ever actually turns, is the one that can't be stopped. She has shown for however long she's been around. Well, I mean, she was a secretary for the Justice League at first. But in the past 30 years, anyway, of popular media, she is shown as being Superman's equal. And yet she is getting her ass handed to her until Superman shows up. What the hell? Talk about a mischaracterization. I just, I don't know what they're doing. And I don't know what they're leaving. I don't think they do either. Because, and here's why. So you have Steppenwolf show up with these bug men that, you know, just kind of show up and it's like, okay, bug men, invasion. All right, whatever. Um, So then we're going to fight Steppenwolf and we're going to kind of tease Darkseid a whole bunch. And then the post credit scene is the Legion of Doom. Yeah. And Lex Luthor. Because we and... wanted to see more Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, because that worked real well. Mark Zuckerberg does not scare me. It just, to me, it, it you know what? It kind of goes down the, the realm of uh, Star Wars a little bit. I don't think they know what they want to do. No. No, they don't have a grand unified plan. They, You know, it's kind of, at this point, it's fire from the hip. Hey, let's kill Superman really early in this. Mm-hmm. Because... That makes sense. We wasted right. that bullet. Right. Hey, Doomsday, let's just throw him out there. Right. Uh, all right, but you had Batman versus Super... Okay. Hey, Wonder Woman's going to have a giant orgy with Chris Pine. <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> Finally, they've redeemed themselves. So, okay, so not not enjoyable, right? Decent pop. What did you flick. say about Justice, Justice League? It's almost good. What pissed me off about that movie is that I see potential for greatness. Yeah. Um, and and I I think I can see where Joss Whedon was, was doing stuff as compared yeah. to where he was locked in and, and whatnot. Um, I thought probably the lasso scene uh, uh, where Aquaman said yeah, on yeah, it yeah, was yeah. probably the most genuine and most enjoyable scene in the entire movie. And I'm, I'm 100% laying that at Joss Whedon's feet, that... That seems that's that's totally a Joss Whedon scene, but that's probably my favorite scene and the most watchable, enjoyable scene in that. You know what? Movie. You know what scene that kind of reminds me of. You remember uh, Age of Ultron, the beginning where they're trying to lift Thor's hammer. Right. That it had that feel right. to it. That that uh, our our characters actually get to enjoy themselves, and you get to live in that world for a few minutes yeah. without the the stakes on the line. Um, it also reminded me uh, of several 
uh, scenes of uh, Firefly. Firefly, Firefly where they were hanging around in the ship, yeah. you know, kind of in between bridging scenes where the people just got to inhabit that world for a few minutes. Yeah. Huh. Cool. All right, so that kind of wraps up that. Uh, just to kind of wrap up this episode, because we're starting to get a little long in the tooth here, and we still need to get to the shameless plug, but uh, Jessica Jones Season 2, eh. I, I, eh, I, I don't even, the Netflix stuff always starts out really good, and then it just, it, by, you know, like Jessica Jones, I figured it out. Too much filler. What was going on in, uh, season, uh, or, uh, in episode, like, four or five, it's like, oh, God, if this is what this is gonna be, I'm gonna right. be pissed, and then it was. Right. Um, Kilgrave returned, though. Yep. Uh, for an episode, uh, David well, Tennant. Just, it's just like Luke Cage uh, season season one. It was like three episodes too long. I didn't. I got bored with Luke Cage about two episodes in. Oh, see, it picked up and then it got really. Yeah, and then it crashed at the end. Yeah, somebody told me that that it takes a little bit to yep. get that one going. Uh, but anyways, uh, Kilgrave in uh, Jessica Jones uh, season two, awesome, sweet. It's probably the best episode. Oh, nice. In there. Um, Defenders uh, that came out at some point late yeah, last year. That was, it was pretty it, rough. I yeah, it's forgettable. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, last Jedi we're gonna get to here yep. probably the next episode, or are we doing Star Trek the next episode? Yeah, one or the other. One or the other. Uh, <clears throat> you'll, you'll either you'll either see Discovery Orville or Last Jedi next in your in your program schedule. Is that? <laughs> What's bad is I really do have to make a confetti thing now for you. Oh, or you can just make me look like a jackass and, and not do anything. <laughs> now that's even better. <laughs> just just flash up jackass with a, with, a, with, a, with a pointing arrow. This is what happens when corporations take over. Right. They change characters around. You're IOI, you ass. You heard me. I'm a part of the revolution. Oh, God. Which makes no sense in that movie. Yep. It's a revolution that's not doing anything, right? And it's IOI is a company. I mean, it's not like they're the government. I mean, you obviously have police at the end who yeah. arrested the guy. It's not quite the anarchy, chaos, dystopian future that they make it out to be. Because it's... This is the future seen through the eyes of a millennial, apparently. Ooh. Now that one, you're going to get a confetti. <laughs> millennials all right i think that's going to do it for this edition of 151 as we try and get back into the swing of things with season three um i will say this um thor was awesome yeah thor was thor was fantastic thor was a lot of fun have not seen black panther yet um but thor was amazing the best <laughs> best use of that character so far yeah there i there were a few problems with it yeah but but overall i thought it was a great ride peace off ghost uh, that's going to do it for us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151theshow. There's also 151theshow.com, which is new to us. And we hope that you subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube channel. We're proudly presented by Skeleton Vineyards. You can find out more about them at skeletonwine.com or on their Facebook page, which is at Skeleton Vineyards. Sorry, I'm doing this all from the top of my head, and it's been a couple months, and I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, but it is nice to be back behind a microphone again. Yes. And nice to work this out all on the air instead of easing into it. And with that, it's time for a shameless plug. Cue the music! 
Shameless Plug is a part of the show where we shamelessly plug something. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, whether it's a service, whether it's a uh, a restaurant, a movie theater, a a mall, a comic book, a series. I'm trying to name a whole bunch of stuff. A tool. You are a tool. Okay. I'm not the one with the jackass confetti thing going off. People at home are loving it. Uh, so our shameless plug for this week is, uh, is obviously a, you. It looks is, like it's another podcast that I've been listening to. Oh, great! <laughs> Shamelessly plug competition. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> far better than this crap. It's uh, the first show after six months, <laughs> and we barely talked beforehand. It's like, hey, do you want to just jump in this? Yeah, let's do it. Should be fine. <laughs> So, uh, my shameless plug for this week is a, is a podcast. Uh, it's been going a couple years now. It's called uh, Hello. We've been going a couple years, and you think we'd be better at this. <laughs> they do it on a weekly basis. Uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, I, I linked this to you a while back. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of time uh, uh, driving uh, in the last month or so uh, for, for Is this work. this nonsense you've been this, reading? This before? is the nonsense. So, uh, basically, Hello from the Magic Tavern is a... Uh, podcast um, where the main character it's it's all made up it's all fictional uh, the main character fell through a magical portal behind a Burger King uh, and landed in the magical world of Foon so he instead of questing or doing something important uh, had he, his podcasting equipment with him so he sets up <laughs> shop in this uh, tavern that the the portal was next to because uh, he's still getting a little bleed-over Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King. Uh, from So he's hosting a podcast, and every week they have on uh, somebody from this magical land of Foon, and is co-hosted by his buddy Chunt, who is a uh, shapeshifter who's for- usually in the form of a badger, uh, and <laughs> Usador the Wizard. Uh, who, What's it who, called again? Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's 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 hilarious. Uh, so you have in character uh, people come on. Uh, you know they'll have uh, other wizards yeah. and and trolls and goblins and um, you know uh, questers and you know all sorts of people who inhabit this uh, magical land, this alternate dimension, um, and and come on and and it's great because you can't break the reality of this because they just oh it's it's magic you know uh you know if if somebody says the sky is green one week well of course it's green this week because of magic uh they do it all off you know just improv uh stuff it's 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 very very funny so so you can find it on hello hello from the magic tavern.com is their website i've yep. got it pulled up here um, uh, you can do Twitter at Magic Tavern. Yep. I am going to follow them right and, now. Uh, and Chunt with six T's at gmail.com. Um, yeah, apparently, I got to sign in here. Right. Son of a bitch. Right. So. Oh, Chunt has a uh, has a Twitter page. Yes. 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 So does uh, so does Usador the Wizard. But uh, no, it's it's quite amusing. Uh, Usador the Blue. Yep. And Spintax the Green, his chief rival. Um. <laughs> Who's on Earth? So, uh, through the through the uh, the, uh, the the magic of the, uh, the the portal, trying to get back. So, and he has uh, Wi-Fi and electricity for his podcasting yes, equipment. Yes. Well, Usador uh, recharges his his laptop. Uh, he uses magic to, to power it. And like I said, he's getting a slight Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King. 
uh, so they can look at Twitter, but he can't contact his wife and, and child that he left behind. It's very convenient huh. uh, for the for the purposes of the story. But uh, Sounds awesome. It's, it's very, very, very entertaining. It's it's quite amused me. So. All right. Uh, it is hello from the magic tavern, uh, dot com. We'll put uh, links for that up at the bottom of the page, and uh, maybe we'll write to them on Twitter or something right. and say, hey, guess what? You're... Because if you could uh, get you know a retweet with your twenty three thousand fans, that'd be awesome. Right. I'm, I'm like that. I don't know what to say. Okay, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, as I said, we are one five one the show presented by Skeleton Vineyards. I'm sure, they love this edition of right. it. Uh, you can find out more about them on Facebook at Skeleton Vineyards or their uh, webpage is skeletonwine.com. As for us, please subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube channel. Remind me to tell you the Stitcher story Okay. next time. And uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The Show. That's going to do it for us. And, of course, you can always find an eel, devour it live, then dream of Usador. In the dream, the eel will leave you and travel to the astral plane where it will communicate your desires to Usador the wizard. And maybe we can get Justin on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, that'd be cool. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.